that music down though. Trying to get if you got some technical difficulties going on, but we still here rocking with you. It is Saturday. It is March the 16th. I don't know if it's St. Patrick's Day or anything like that, because I don't really know what that is. I don't celebrate it. I've never wore a Kiss Me I'm Irish shirt, and I don't plan on it. I, I, you know, I, I don't like the Celtics. I don't like Notre Dame. Um, I don't like Conor McGregor. But I have nothing against the Irish people. Okay? I'm just doing what I do. But welcome back to Intelligent Ignorance. I am Jay Chris, as I said. And we got some things that we're going to get into today. Thank you for, for joining us again. I'm trying to get us on NutrisRadio.com. I'm having some difficulties with that right now. But without further ado, let me bring in the co-host, the star of the show, the man, the myth, the legend, Block Sweets, own Wilmington's, own Dunleys, own Blue Demons, own... Mr. How you doing, brother? Man, with that introduction, I felt like a champion right there, man. Dunleaf's well, own. Job. Blue Demon's own. Delaware's own. 302 stand up. I feel like a hero right now. But, yo, it is, Jay, it is my, it's my favorite time of the year. It's my two favorite seasons. Right now, we are about to walk into baseball season. Uh, we got what? 12 days before opening day, so I'm super excited about that. And the other big thing for me is the Shamrock Shake is back at McDonald's, man. I don't go to McDonald's for much else. <laughs> I do like the than, Shamrock uh, Shake. I, do like I don't go for much else other than the Shamrock Shake and the Sweet Tea, but, you know, it's Shamrock Shake season. It is I'm Shamrock excited, Shake season. <laughs> and, and that is exciting stuff. That exci- That is some exciting stuff. Hey, man, we got some things we're going to talk, be talking about today. Uh, hit us up, 215-383-3992 is the number to call right here to get through on New Truth Radio, NewTruthRadio.com, New Truth Radio app, Intelligent Ignorance. We are here. And um, besides talking about the, the Shamrock Shake, because McDonald's has not paid us to advertise for them, even <laughs> though I do like the, the Shamrock Shake. And I did get a get a, a, a cup of sweet tea the other day. Actually, you know what? It's funny. I kind of got in trouble. Because I got some sweet tea the other day. And, of course, you know how it is. No one's going to believe you went to McDonald's only got something to drink. Right? Right. I mean, it, it just, you know, nobody believes you. But I went to McDonald's and I got something to drink the other day. Okay? And I got a cup of sweet tea. I was thirsty. I was going to stop at the Wawa. Parking lot was full. I was going to stop at the gas station. There was one of them big gas trucks and I couldn't even pull into the gas station. And so... I decided to go to the Wawa, which was the next closest place. Actually, I think when I was getting in trouble, I think you were actually on the phone with me, hearing me get in trouble about that. Man, we were uh, we were locked into a heavy conversation about uh, some of the topics today. And yeah, man, for one, you need to stop leaving the evidence in the trash can. That way, you ain't even got to explain yourself. But I'm not even going to brother. Go it wasn't. Deep into it that. wasn't even. It wasn't even in the trash can. I left it on the banister in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> so it wasn't even in the trash can. Oh, you it, was you trying know, to get I, caught. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to get caught. I was trying you to get caught. But, you know, it is what it is. Uh, you know, hit us up, 267-383-3992 is the number to call. Like I said, um, one, of this, one of the things that has shocked the news world this week, um, let's get into the show. Okay, let me, let me just say let's get into the show, because I don't want to talk about how I got That's in trouble right. drinking sweet tea when we had sweet tea at the house. My own dumb fault. Um. One of the things that we're talking about today is the college admission scandal. If you have not 
heard or if you've been under rock or have not paid any attention to the to the um the news this week you have heard that some highfalutin <laughs> okay i don't know how else to call it <laughs> highfalutin people 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 with uh with 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 long money have been charged or uh i don't know i don't know how would you actually but basically they have been said to have getting their kids in college by means that are not normal okay bribes payoffs lies photoshop did you know photoshop can get you in college did you know that well you know it now photoshop can get you in college highfalutin universities usc berkeley yale princeton i don't know penn i don't know howard no maybe i shouldn't say that <laughs> morgan state don't get all of them. In don't, you indict, everybody except, don't you indict everybody except black us, schools. Right? No, How no. Black you. schools didn't do it. HBCUs didn't <laughs> do it. That we know of. That we know of. But that we know of. In, in all seriousness, um, there there were some many uh, schools, high, highly prominent schools, schools that are considered highly prominent, that um, two people that have been really almost the face of this scandal, Lori Lachlan, I hope I'm saying the name correctly, uh, A.K.A. Aunt Becky from Full House and Fuller House, which she was just uh, released from that show, and Felicity Huffman, um, most recently or most notably from Desperate Housewives fame, and the the means of this scandal and and and, the, and the, it's there's so many layers to this college admissions scandal. That it's just we can't even us having a show about it today is only because it happened this week, but it's not over. Like it's not even we're not. I don't even think we've completely scratched the surface. I think we may only have scratched the surface. We there's so many levels to we're, this, layers to this, yeah, that I think we are tipping become, the iceberg with this. Exactly, exactly. I mean, like some of the things that you said, our dad. I'm gonna let you have the floor in just a second. Some of the things that you have told me that I didn't hear yet, and maybe some things that I told you that maybe you had. It's just crazy. There's so many things that's going on. At the same time, I was wondering, like, okay, so this is going on. This is dominating the news. There's something else going on that we're not hearing about. Okay, something else going on. I haven't figured it out yet. I saw a few posts of what some things that might be going on behind this or behind that scandal, outside of the scandal. I don't know how true they are. It's one that has to do with the retirement age being uh, possibly raised to 72, even though you kind of determine your own retirement as uh, that's what I thought. But um, our dot, this scandal that has hit the college scene, give me your thoughts on it and, and some of the things that you researched on your own. Man, this whole college scandal, like, like I said earlier, uh, it's just the tip of the iceberg. We are, getting bits and pieces of information as it comes in. Uh, it is, it's something that I think it is really going to change how people view college, how they view the admissions process. Uh, it's going to make people raise some questions about how things have gone in the past. And I mean, the, uh, there's a, we just saw the big popular names. 
Uh, we saw Aunt Becky. We saw uh, Felicity. What is her last name, Jerry? You just said it, and I forgot already. Felicity. Uh, Felicity Huffman. Felicity Huffman. We saw we saw the bigger names, uh, but how many people and how many lives does this touch, and how deep does it really go? Uh, because it eventually got tipped off by a guy who basically said no. He wasn't going to do it uh, because he had been approached by having the man's son pose as a water water polo player to get into a school in California. And, I mean, like you said, Photoshop. They have been creating athletic profiles for these children to get them into schools under the guise that they're athletes. Uh, because, you know, there's also there's a ton of other scandal. I won't say scandal, but a ton of controversy in regards to college athletes. So this paints the, the picture of the NCAA. It's, it's going to loop the NCAA in as well because now these people are posing as athletes when they're not. So that's going to get into the NCAA clearinghouse. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go a ton deeper than what it is now. And uh, some of the schools that were included in this scheme so far that just they talked about were Yale, uh, Princeton, USC, Stanford, Georgetown. And, I mean, these people, these well-off people, these rich people, I won't say they're wealthy, but some of them are pretty rich. Uh, They're using these elaborate plots to get their kids into schools. And, I mean, it was as deep as having people pose as them to take the ACT and the SAT, uh, writing papers for them for high school and I don't want people to think that this is a a issue with the colleges because I feel like the colleges were frauded in all of this too because this happened prior to them even being admitted into school so some of the schools may not have done their due diligence uh, some of them I know some of the leaders it says that they were bribed and some of the coaches were bribed uh but, I mean, it, it's just crazy to think that some people were paying six figures to fake documentation for their kids to get into schools when you could have paid, you know, $40,000, $50,000 a year for your child to have tuition. And I don't know specifically if this is a case where the kids were just not smart enough or they weren't going to qualify on their own, or if this is just something that has to do with image, because I saw somewhere where there was actually the parent, one child that said, Hey, don't score too high, but we need X number of points to qualify. So don't score too high because the guy who was actually posing and taking the test on the SAT and the ACT, uh, but they were asked to not score too high on these exams because the guy who was taking the test was known for getting near perfect scores on every exam that he took. So that was another issue. They said that the, the individual taking the test, 
he didn't have any insider information. He didn't go in and change people's test scores. He was actually taking the test for them just based off knowledge that he already had. Uh, he was a Harvard graduate, uh, extremely intelligent, and he would literally go and take the test for students. So it's just amazing that how this elaborate scheme started from a nonprofit organization and donations being taken to this multi-million dollar scheme where over $30 million was spent to fraudulently get kids into school. Uh, it, it's just, it's so deep, Jay. I mean. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it goes, to, it, it's, it's deep. Go ahead. No, I was going to tell you to talk about some of the things that you had talked to me about in some of the practices that you saw. Well, yeah, some of the things, I mean, some of the things you mentioned already, they they, they went in there, there were some people that were paid to, like the, the SAT administrators or ministers or whatever you want to call them, they were paid to change, to go in, they had people that were like, you know, go in and change answers on tests. I mean, do they still use a Scantron? Is, is that still using the SAT? I know that's like an old it's like an old thing, but I guess they still use Scantron, but they were they were going in and changing answers. There were, um, like you said, in the NCAA realm, there were people getting scholarship offers that didn't play a sport. Now, <clears throat> when that happens, you can't that that's not happening in the bigger sports. That's not happening in the basketball, the the, the the football. You're not seeing that happen. Even though, you know, maybe it could happen in football because you're not always seeing the person's face, right? But when you get recruited to a big time university, these people are coming out to see you. These people are for a big time sport. These people are coming out to see you play, coming out to visit you. You know, they want to meet with you. They're they're checking your social medias and all like that. In this situation where you have like water polo, um, what were some of the other sports? Uh, maybe like field hockey. Um, uh, was tennis involved? I'm not sure. I think tennis what might have been involved. I um, believe tennis was involved. Like some of these sports that that are involved were some of the sports that you don't necessarily get to see on the mainstream on on weekends on college sports on your college sports that your footballs your basketballs. Uh, you know, sometimes your baseballs, baseballs, college baseball is getting a little more prominent on TV as far as, uh, you know, being on TV, period. All your sports networks seem to carry it. Um, but it's the, the lesser known or the lesser popular sports, the water polos, the, uh, um, like I said, field hockey, uh, college tennis. Um, what are some other sports I'm trying to I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. But anyway, you get, you get the idea. Now, Cross country. Cross country, yeah, you can see that. So I was thinking about it, right? And uh, you know, knowing uh, some of the NCAA rules and how they work, you go, let's say, let's say R. Dot, you get the scholarship, you cheated or did whatever you had to do to get the scholarship, right? You, you wouldn't do this, but I'm just using you as an example because you're right here. And you go in your first year, and you have you have an athletic scholarship. Now, some people might say, all right, well, this person has an athletic scholarship, they should be on the team, right? Uh, not necessarily the case in the first year. You can get redshirted. And what's that mean? You don't practice or, or travel or anything with the team, right? So that's one year down that you do not have to participate with the team. Now, your next year, you know, you would say, okay, you got red, red, redshirted your freshman year. You know, now I guess you got your scholarship athlete. You got to be part of the team. 
Well, there's something called a medical red shirt where you, you are medically not cleared to play in a sense. And then you sit out again. Okay. And while getting these red shirts, you maintain your regular eligibility. So after that, those are all the red shirts you can get, I believe. But by that time, you, you're, you are two years in. Okay. You're two years in and you can kind of slide under the radar by that time. Because if you're not a big time recruit, people aren't necessarily looking for you, right? It just, you know, that just is what it is. So with the kids that are already there, okay, some of the kids said they're leaving because they didn't want to get bullied. Some of the kids have said, you know, they're staying, right? Because once they get out, they have the, they have the degree, doesn't matter. They have the degree, they get the jobs that they probably want to get. But now I ask another question. They cheated to get into the school. Are they cheating while they're at the school? Let me tell you why that matters and why it doesn't matter. It matters because are they the ones taking the test, writing the papers and all like that at school? Who knows? Are the college athletes that are already there, the big-time college athletes, the ones going to class, taking the test, writing the papers? I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Now, let me say this. I don't know many people in college that have never cheated. Right? Am, am 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 I wrong in saying that, Ardot? Are you with me? Because you are not, you are not wrong in that. I mean, I'm just saying. Sometimes you have to have some type of advantage to get by. These people just happen to have money in their advantage. And people are not going to like me saying this, but I love saying stuff on this show that people are not going to like me saying. What's the use of having a whole bunch of money if you can't use it to your advantage? Now, it might get you locked up. (laughs) You might do some time, so you better use it wisely, right? But what's the point of having money if you can't use it to your advantage? And I'm not saying you got to use it for bad things. What's the the point of having money if you can't use it to buy a nice house? What's the point if you can't can't, uh, pay for your, your kids to get a nice education? What's the point of having money if you can't um, you know, fund some of your dreams if you can't buy yourself a nice vacation. These people just happen to use their money to get their kids into a highfalutin institution of study. I, for one, am halfway not mad at them for doing that. I'm just not. Because a lot of people won't admit it. But if they were in the same situation to have some type of advantage to get their kid into a university of their dream, of their liking, of something that will get them ahead in life, most people would take advantage of that situation and do what they need to do to help their kids succeed. Most parents that I know that I've ever spoke to in my life would do anything for their kids to get to, to help them Further their self in life, including you, Ardat, told me we we have spoke many times about things that you do to help your kids. Further, not, none of these things have involved cheating or or anything like that or any type of scam. But you have said 
you know, you, you, you're trying to, you know, when, when your time comes, you want your kids to have something, as do I. 215-383-3992 is the number to call. Press the number one button if you would like to talk to us because we would love, love, love to talk to you. Press the number one button and, and we will know that you want to talk to us. Or that. how do you feel about what I just said? We, and, and just so you know, we got no. a call coming in. But how do you feel about what so, I just said? So, so actually, I, wanna, uh, I wanted to pose a question to you, and now I want to pose it to our caller. Uh, as a parent, is this the length that you would go? Because uh, I know for me it's a, it's a double-edged sword, and I want to talk about that a little bit, but I definitely want to get to our caller and pose that same exact question. Would you do this as a parent, if you were in position, to help get your kid a secondary education? Would you take this route? All right, I'm bringing the caller in right now. What, caller, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, guys, it's Ashley from North Carolina. How are you? Ashley, how are you? Doing well. So, did you hear the uh, well, did you hear the question that uh, Art that just posed? I did. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, and I don't think that parents should go to that length to um, to ensure that their children have. I understand that parents want their children to have everything under the sun. They want to give their their children the very best. Um, but I also think that as a parent, it's your job to, you know, cultivate the mindset of hard work. And if your child grows up thinking that, you know, oh, well, mommy and daddy can just pay for whatever it is that I want, then at no point are they going to work hard for it. So what happens when they get to a point in life where mommy and daddy can't bail them out or they can't, you know, just throw money at whatever problem or situation that they're in? And, you know, put them in a better position. Now you actually have to do the work. You actually have to pay certain consequences of whatever actions or choices that you've made. So I just think that this is kind of creating the mindset and a culture of not having to work hard for things and instead just being able to pay for it or it being given to you. I would, I love that statement, Ashley, and I agree 100% with what you said. Um, they are going to struggle with certain things in life because money is not going to be able to – at times, for, for most people, money runs out. The well will run dry at some point, somewhere, somewhere down the line. And and you can't lean on mommy and daddy. Mommy can and daddy can. You can't lean on them to bail you out all the time. But at this point, let's, let's, let's think about it like this. Okay? And I'm not trying to poke any holes or anything like that. I'm just putting another scenario out there. You have a, let's say, let's say you cheated to get into... I don't know, University of Pennsylvania. And you went to, let's say, I don't know, the, the Wharton School of Business at the University of Pennsylvania. And you have found a way to get yourself in there. And let's say you were basically an average student. But once you get out and your degree has the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School of Business on it, you almost can write your own ticket. And some prominent American has done that. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Um, but another thing, you know, uh, to go back to what Ashley was saying, it's so right. Like, there's certain things that you just do not, like, you have to instill certain things into your child. And when you have, when you, when you can, when you pay for all your kids' problems to go away, it, 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 I think it develops a mindset to where, your, your child has not faced adversity. 
And if you have not faced adversity in some realm, whether it be, you know, athletic competition, schooling, um, family, if you have not felt some type of, if you have not gone through anything, you don't know how to get through things. Um, and we're assuming, and I'm, you know, I'm assuming that these kids haven't really gone through anything and they have this plush life. I'm just assuming that because of this. So I think about a kid, right, that let's say they worked hard. We don't know if these kids have even worked hard at all, right? But let's think about, let's, let's take a kid that has worked hard, gotten the grades, okay? They've gotten the grades they needed to get to the school they wanted to get to. They have got the SAT, ACT scores to get into the school that they wanted to get to. They have the community service that they've done. I know some, some, place, some school districts in some areas require community service. They've done the community service that maybe the school they want to get to requires you to have. You've, you've been you're, you're student council, you're athlete, you're a captain athlete, you're scholar athlete, whatever, all these things. And at times you still do not get into the school that you want to get to. Maybe because your spot got taken by a parent paying $500,000 to get their kid to school. What do you do as a parent to, to help your kid get into that school? If you have the money to do it, do you get your kid into school? You just say, well, go to your next one. Your, your, your next, your next, uh, your second best choice if they accept you. I, I, I pose that question to you guys because I, I just, this is one of the things I think about. Like, how, how do you make that happen? If you have the means to, to buy their way in like these other kids. There, there's, so there's, I think, there's a heavy silence. Can you all hear me? <laughs> no, I, I was trying to think through the question because for me, and you know, Jay, I, you know, my son is now a college freshman. Um, my son is relatively in, intelligent. He is not top of the class. He's not bottom of the class. He is a good student. He's always been a good student. And for me, you know, obviously I wanted my son to go to a school that is going to give him an opportunity to succeed in life because we know not all degrees are created equal. A bachelor's degree from Princeton is not the same as a bachelor's degree from Delaware State University. Uh, A bachelor's degree from College Park is not the same as from Eastern Shore. So, you know, you want your child to grow up and go and achieve. But, and I'm kind of going to change gears on things because I know it's a part of the conversation that we went into uh, the other night when we were talking about this, is does this scandal actually diminish the value of college education? Because we don't know how deep this goes. We don't know how deep this scandal goes. So now people who graduate from Harvard, Yale, Princeton, do we hold them to this high regard because there's such prestige and, you know, it's such a rigorous process to get into and achieve uh, when now we're seeing that it's not, it's about how much money you have. It's about how far as a parent you're willing to go financially for your child to be successful. So then I know we talked a little bit about uh, some of the top, people in our, and just in the United States, some of the wealthiest people in the United States who don't have college degrees at all. Uh, So we start to put this value or society puts this value on education when typically 
the more educated people are the workers, not the owners. And it was something kind of that I want to borrow from the uh, Secret to Success podcast uh, from Eric Thomas. Uh, He talked about his experience at Michigan State, how they overlooked him for the director of the program there at Michigan State because he really didn't fit the mold. Even though he had his, he graduated with his doctorate, uh, he was regarded as the number one uh, professional speaker in the world, uh, but he still didn't fit that mold that they were looking for at Michigan State, and they decided to go in another direction. He wasn't even afforded the opportunity to apply. Uh, and realistically, he's looking at a, a – I don't even know what the position paid, but let's just say that it paid $250,000 a year to be a program director at a, at a university. When he's moved on to just focusing on his gift as a speaker and a public speaker and a professional speaker and building his ministry, and now to consistently be in those six and seven figure incomes uh, when, you know, society wants to restrict you to a role as a worker or as an employee and not so much as an entrepreneur and a builder, because those are generally kept to those people who are wealthy. So my first thought was these people who have money, why would they not have the wherewithal to start pushing their children towards business? towards ownership, towards being the person who doesn't necessarily need a degree to be successful, uh, as opposed to faking their way into a college program, which, honestly speaking, and and you and I both know uh, just being at Eastern Shore together uh, and seeing the level of students that came through, if you can't cut it on a high school curriculum or if you're marginal on a high school curriculum, Odds are that when you get to a college curriculum, you're going to struggle a bit. Uh, So it's my whole idea was trying to really understand the mindset of these parents because I'm, you know, I'm one right now. I'm having those conversations with my 18-year-old that, hey, you know, I know you're a college freshman. The course load is a, a struggle at times. Is this the path that you want to take? And what are you passionate about? Because maybe we can, you know, start moving towards your passion, and it's something that doesn't necessarily need a degree. It's something to where you can, you know, move forward in society by owning your own business. Now, I know, obviously, some professional programs require you to have certain certifications if you wanted to do something with, you know, let's say, psychiatry or, you know, something that involves social work. You obviously have to have certain levels of certification uh, that may not necessarily encompass a college degree that you, you can go and pay two or $300 for a course for certification as opposed to paying 40 to $50,000 for a degree program uh, that's filled with courses. You know, I'm in school right now and I'm taking, I just took a U.S. history course, uh, which is not going to provide me any type of value in my life. And just to be honest, there are courses that you have to take that these schools deem necessary for you to move forward. And it's more of an understanding of how well you do with policy and procedure, how well you do with formulating ideas. It's not about the topic itself. It's about how you establish it. So I get why 
it's done, but there's also, I'll never ever use the Pythagorean theorem in my life. I'll never multiply something by pi. Oh, and we skipped Pi Day, so happy Pi Day. I know it was a few days ago for anybody that missed it, but happy Pi Day. Pi Day Day was my dad's birthday. That's right. It it was, and I I hope you told him happy birthday like I asked. I forgot all about it. I didn't even get to circle back on it. But, um... (laughs) But yeah, it's it's just a different mindset because me as a parent, I want my child to be successful, but I want them to be successful on the terms that they want to be successful on. And I think that a lot of this is the parents trying to push these kids into something that even the kids may not necessarily want. Because I know that there were a few of the kids that dropped out of college based on the reports. Uh, there were a few kids that got into school and saw that, hey, this this isn't for me. So as a parent, I think I would be more upset if paid $100,000, $200,000 to get my kid into a program, and then they get into the program and say, yeah, this isn't what I wanted to do anyway. This was you projecting your dreams onto me, and it's not what I want. So I'm that, one, I get mad I, if I pay for some money for some food and the kid don't want to eat it. You talking about $100,000 <laughs> to get into a school? And why not? Exactly. Why not invest that? I mean, like you said, their passion—you know—figure out what their passion is. Why not invest that, you know, one hundred or two hundred thousand dollars into, you know, them creating a business? I mean, I know I have uh, the girl that I graduated from high school with. um, Her seven-year-old currently has a business, and she makes um, uh, sugar scrubs and body butters. And I mean. Why not figure out what your kid is interested in, as you said, and push them towards that instead of, you know, helping them to fake the funk? Because, I mean, really, if their work ethic isn't, isn't to the degree of, you know, you work hard, you get high test scores, you do well in school, you go to a good, you know, you get into a good school, if that's not the path that they're on, then how are they going to be able to maintain, even if you pay to get them into a good school, how are they going to be able to maintain? Of course, they're going to have to continue to throw money at it. They're going to have to continue to, you know, um, pay for somebody to take their tests for them or to write their papers for them. And as you all said before, I know just about everyone that I know of that went to college probably cheated at some point, but this is to a different degree. So, <laughs> Very different. Two one five three eight three three nine nine two is the number to call. To uh and to talk to about to talk to us about this topic or for us to talk to you about this topic, uh we're talking about the the college admission scandal that has been in the news this week, um that and and the, the two women that have become the face of the scandal. I don't understand why they these two women are the face of the scandal, but it is what it is. Lori Larkland from Full House fame, uh she played Aunt Becky. That was, Aunt Becky was the one that was married to Uncle Jesse. And um, Felicity Huffman from uh, Desperate Housewives fame. So I can't think off the top of my head where she was in, but she, you know, Felicity Huffman is a very accomplished actor as well. The um, with these kids getting into, you know, these schools, and you know, like I said earlier, I don't know. We don't know if these kids are actually taking their own tests in schools now. For me, I would love my kid to go to college. Um, not primarily, of course, to get a degree and further education. Primarily, right? 
but on a secondary level would be for the experience, for for the experience, for the social experience. And I'm not just talking about parties. I'm talking about being exposed to many different things that you may not be exposed to in your own hometown, wherever that might be. Okay, if you're in uh, here in Philadelphia, there's a lot of businesses out here, but there may not be a whole lot of opportunity for a young person to to meet with some of these CEOs and, and, and all like that and get internships and, and really develop into what they want to be. Um, you know, if you're in, I don't know, Podunk, Wyoming, you may not have the same opportunities to see a CEO of a major company walking around, okay? But, you know, I, I always feel like the um, – I always feel like the the experience of college is way more valuable than the piece of paper you get at the, at when you're done, okay? Because at this point – let's be honest, Ardot. At this point and, – and we were told this in high school. They were saying, yeah, by the time you – you know, in the next 20 years, you're going to have to get a, a grad. You're going to have to have a grad degree just to work at McDonald's or, or you know, you're going to need to have to have an undergrad to work at McDonald's because everybody's going to have a grad degree. And it's, it's kind of gotten to that point. But I think now things are also shifting to people are looking to make their own money. They're sick of having bosses. They're sick of having to go to a place and, and work for someone and build up their dream while their, while their own dream is sitting by the wayside. I think people are sick of that. Okay, I, I know I am. I ain't gonna lie. I put it out there. I don't care who knows. <laughs> I'm sick of building someone else's dream. I'm looking to build my right. own. Ardot, I know you're looking to build your own. You know, it is what it is. So, you know, with that being said, I go back to your point, Ardot. Why not get these kids into business? But I think part of it is some of it is when you're in college. I'm sorry, when you're in high school. A lot of times you think you know exactly what you want to do with the rest of your life. And that's very early in life to know, to have to know what you want to do with the rest of your life, right? You're, you go through high school, you know, you're, you're chasing girls, you're chasing boys, whatever the case may be. But also you have to do, try to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life when you really don't know too much about life itself. I mean, then you go to college and you major in something that you think you want to do for the rest of your life. And then you get there and you get into this major and you're like, you know, I really don't like this. So that means you may have to change your major or change your whole plan. And so now things things are different. The college education, there's so many layers on so many different things. And we kind of got out of the scandal thing, but there's so many layers and so many different things when you're talking about being in college, going to college, making the decision for college. Some people are not meant for to go to college. Some, some people aren't built for it. I have a I have a bachelor's degree, and there are times where I feel like I need a grad graduate degree. My graduate degree that I was thinking about getting may not be in the same thing where I got my bachelor's. It could be because I'm still interested in those things, but I'm interested in other things now, now that I've gone through some things in life. So sometimes you find these things out in college. Now let's get back to the scandal, Ardot. I'm sorry, I kind of went off on the <laughs> Let's get back to hey, but it. It, it all makes sense. It all make it all ties in. It makes perfect sense. I, you know what? When I finish talking, when I finish my point, I always hope I made sense because sometimes I feel like I just go all over the place. 
but that's what makes us, you know, some type of human. We just we 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 we, we talk straight from the heart. Um, we have we have about less than twenty minutes left in the show. Two one five three eight three three nine nine two. Give us a call if you want to uh, join us and talk with us about the uh, the college admissions scandal. College admissions, maybe admission admissions, whatever. Either way, um, we don't know the level. We don't know how many schools do this. Okay, I can think of some people. I'm not going to name any names, but I can think of some people that receive athletic scholarships at Eastern Shore and maybe never played a second of sports at Eastern Shore. Call them out. No, I'm just No, kidding. no, no. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I mean, there could be, you know, various reasons. They may have you know, right. transferred. They may have been hurt, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and I say that because – you know, there are some things that slip by, okay? Like, we we look at the football players, the basketball players, and we know that, you know, these things have – they have been recruited thoroughly or they've walked on and you have to see them. Some, some sports you just reach out to the coach and you say, look, I'm looking to play this, you know, I'm looking to run track. I'll run a such and such. Now, this can be looked up. These things can be looked up, but if the coach doesn't do his due diligence and they just believe you, like if you're running track and you tell the coach, yeah, I run a, a, a 46-5 quarter, and the coach just happens to believe that, now, that would be crazy, that's extreme, but if they just happen to believe you and don't do their due diligence, they offer you a scholarship, boom, you're in there. And you may run like a 55 quarter, which is awful for a high school <laughs> or a high school period. So, you know, I'm so mixed emotions on this scandal thing because a lot of people are looking at it as, you know, these people are just using their money to get ahead. Kind of what you're supposed to do. But it's not fair. It's not fair for those of us that don't have the money. And they got caught. The way they do. Huh? And they got caught. And they got caught. Yeah, they got caught, and that's their fault. That's their fault because they did what they did. Um, now, let's let's take it back a little further. Now, in in some cases, there have been um, there is this man, and I I don't know all the names, and I apologize for not knowing all the names by heart. But there's so many people involved in this; it's crazy. But there's a man who has a a, a nonprofit has a charity, okay. A charity organization, I guess, nonprofit charity organization, where his charity and I'm 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 not going to don't quote me on this. His charity is to help. I don't know if it's disabled children. It's to help kids in some sort of way. Now people were donate donating money to this charity that's supposed to help other children. He's taking this money from these people in this charity who are donating six figures. And paying off some of the things that need to be paid off for the for their children to get into school, but when these people you know donate, they're writing it off on their taxes as they donated to this charity. So you know that's the way. I mean, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing was not right. Okay, they knew this because if if they, if they didn't know this, they wouldn't take the, the the steps that they took to keep it hidden. They knew it wasn't right. 
but so I, I still ask some people, you know, would you do it? Would you do that for your kid? How? What length would you go to to make your kid happy? Like I said, your, your kid did all the all the uh, all the um, the social work or whatever it's called. The uh, what's it called? I'm sorry, the volunteer work. The volunteer work. <laughs> they did. They got they got all the good grades. They worked hard. They were athletes. You know what I mean? They they're active in their community. They did everything they were supposed to do. You even paid for them to get a private school education, maybe. And then they don't get into the school they want to get into. They've been trying to get into this school. Their dream was to get into this school, the University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, Duke University, Florida State University, University of Southern California, UCLA, Washington State, whatever, Georgetown University. But they don't get in. They've done everything they need to do but still do not get in. As a parent, what do you do? What do you do? Do you tell your kid, oh, well, we'll just go to your second choice? You didn't get in. What do you do, R-Dot? I don't know. What do you do? Help me out. You send them to community college. <laughs> That's an option. You get them a hit. Get them a hit. Get them, get them an opportunity to get it the right way. And I say that just because, like I said, with my experience, my son wanted to go to a nice list of schools. He opted uh, against going to the larger schools, and he ended up going to community college right now, which is, uh, you know, a great path for him because it was transitional. He's not one to – I don't think he would have been successful in that large campus setting completely on his own immediately. Uh, So he chose – but the thing was, I let him choose that path. I said, hey, do what's best for you. And I think even with some of the cases of, you know, these wealthy people pushing their kids to these lengths, we've even seen some of these kids say, hey, you know, this wasn't for me. Now, would they have known that if they didn't take the opportunity? I think they could have found that out another way. So I, I, I do feel like it was more of the parents pushing for these kids to go to prestigious schools. Uh, so here's uh, – and just a, a look at some of the schools, even more so than what I said earlier. Uh, we talked about University of Southern California, USC, uh, UCLA, who ended up putting their head soccer coach on suspension because he was charged with racketeering and all of this. Uh, Stanford University, they fired their sailing coach who pleaded guilty to racketeering and all of this, Georgetown University, their former tennis coach who has been gone since 2017 uh, was charged with racketeering as well. Uh, Yale University, the women's soccer team coach uh, was charged with conspiracy. So these are not the prominent sports, but they're sports that get your kid into school. Uh, Wake Forest, their volleyball coach, was charged with uh, conspiracy to commit racketeering. Uh, University of Texas, Austin, UTA, their men's tennis coach, uh, was just placed on leave uh, for conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest services mail fraud. Uh, University of San Diego, which I didn't even look at as such a prestigious uh, university, 
they've been known, they've been named, excuse me, in the investigation, and they're cooperating, uh, stating that their coaching staffs and uh, admissions teams didn't do any wrongdoing. Uh, so it's just, it's these things are far-reaching, and when we think of those large, prominent schools where wealthy people tend to go, some of these those schools weren't named, and you're seeing some of these schools are not so prominent. Like Wake Forest is a prominent university, but it's not on the level of a Yale or a Duke or a Harvard. Uh, UTA is not a, a Yale or a Harvard or Stanford. The University of San Diego is not one of those schools that you think of when you immediately think of prominence. So it's how deep does this scandal go? Because with the 33 parents that were charged uh, in investigate, excuse me, Operation Varsity Blues, which happened to be one of my favorite sports movies of all time, so I was a little upset by the name of the investigation. But, uh, <laughs> but with 33 parents facing charges, not to mention the schools that are under investigation, I feel like we're just tipping the iceberg because it raises a lot of questions about if you're denying qualified students to accommodate kids that are just here by family name or here by the size of a family's bank account. Uh, I know it was said and it was thrown out in some of the documentation out there that the students could potentially be charged and it was floated out that some of the degrees could potentially be rescinded. Now, I've never seen, but it, it made me think back to like the Reggie Bush case. Uh, and Reggie Bush, you know, wasn't cheating or anything. He was just receiving inappropriate funds. Uh, but the schools vacated wins. Their programs were docked. How deep could this go for the schools and the sports programs and the athletic departments? It's just, it's crazy. It, it is very crazy how deep this is going to go. Uh, the man who was heading this all, uh, William Rick Singer, uh, he, you know, he already pleaded guilty to racketeering conspiracy, money laundering conspiracy, conspiracy to defraud the United States, obstruction of justice. He's already saying, yes, there is guilt in this. And he was already paid $25 million by these parents to help get their kids into school. So if he's already admitting his guilt, it's only a matter of time before all of the layers start to get peeled back and seeing how far and how deep this scheme goes. Uh, a couple of names I heard uh, yesterday, I think. Yeah, yesterday. Um, that not not these names were not implicated in anything. These were people speaking out. I don't know how deep it goes, but Phil Mickelson was a name I heard, and Joe Montana was a name I heard. And I just so happened, you know, I just so happened walking in the house and the news was on, and I, you know, Joe Montana said, you know, he would never do anything like this. Now I don't know if he was implicated in anything. He said he would never do anything like this. You know, paying for that. And Phil Mickelson said, Phil Mickelson's world champion golfer. Phil Mickelson said, you know, my kids would kill me if I did something like that. They would hate me. You know, and, and 
I, I hear that and I'm like, you know what? It's like the kids, some kids have a conscience. You know what I mean? They do. And I can understand what he's saying. This kids were head because now the kids have, in a sense, like a target on them. They're, they're, they'll they stick out like a sore thumb. Like right now, Lori Loughlin's kids, who I read recently that her kids said her, they're not leaving the school. Whereas Felicity Huffman's daughter, I believe, says she's going to school in fear of being bullied. Um, their the kids would, would be a target. This comes out, the kids would be a target. Now, if I knew my parent paid this type of money to get me into the school, would I would I have the pressure of being successful? I don't know because I, it's, it's it's crazy because no I I don't know because I've never been in a situation to have that kind of money paid for something for me knowing and knowing about it. Um, would I be? It's so you know it, it's so easy to say what you would do in this situation, but I've never had that kind of money. I've never been in that situation. Where I I could have that kind of money, I I, you know I man look, <laughs> being able to pay twenty five million dollars to one guy for one thing, and you're not even personally receiving like a product, right. so it's for a, a a a procedure in a sense, getting your kid into the school, and you know you're probably going to pay more. And this guy that you just talked about just pleaded guilty. I can say it, right? He plead guilty. So you know it's about to go down. You know it's going to go down. I can't wait to see how this thing unfolds. But at the same time, I'm wondering what else is going on. This story is so big. What else is going on? They stopped talking about Smollett, even though Smollett and them came up. What you say? They came up in the court looking like what? I don't want to take your joke. <laughs> they, they look like uh, they look like extras from the Matrix. They came in that job with the the little uh, Lawrence Fishburne circle sunglasses on. They look like extras straight out of the Matrix, man. Walking in unison and whatnot. They were they walked up in the courtroom looking like they the 2019 Children of the Corn hour. I don't know what's going on. All in stride. They start. They stop talking about the guy that we were about sick of talking about on the show, R. Kelly. You know, the, the news isn't talking. So, you know, the news is really let, – let's put it this way, okay? Think about this. And now I'm about to go off on another tangent real quick. We got less than five minutes left in the show, less than four minutes, actually. The news controls the narrative so much, so much so. Think about this. Last two weeks before this scandal, all they wanted to talk about was Smollett and Kelly. Also, Michael Jackson has some conversation in this. Right? This scandal happens, those three people go out the window. We're not even talking about them anymore. We're talking about these people. Before that, we were also talking about Robert Kraft, owner of the New England Patriots, caught up in the sex prostitution thing. Let me ask you this, R. Dot. Have you seen Robert Kraft's mugshot? No, I saw his driver's license photo that they used. But didn't see a mugshot, did? Not at all. 
I read somewhere yesterday that you won't see Felicity Huffman or Lori Loughlin's mugshot either. Most likely. These things have to be released by the um, this, uh, sheriff department or something like that. There has to be some type of special circumstance for these mugshots to be released. Now, most people's mugshots are released all over the place. What special circumstance was there that need that Justice Smollett's mugshot needed to be released? What special circumstance was there that, that R. Kelly's mugshot needed to be released? If if mugshots only are released by the, the sheriff's department for special circumstance. Robert Crash mugshot is, is no you know, you can't find it. Lori Lawkin, Felicity Huffman mugshot, you you won't find it. You won't see these things. Tim Z could probably get it. Maybe. If Tim C could get it, they probably have to it, right? But they won't. The Think about how the, how the news me. controls that narrative. Think about that. Go ahead, Ardan. I'm sorry. Ardan, you know, oh, we lost Ardan. All right, look. <laughs> we lost Ardan, and uh, it, we're actually wrapping up the show right now. We got about a minute and a half left in the show. Um, I'm gonna thank Ashley from North Carolina for giving us a call and giving us her opinion. On uh, on on the college admission scandal situation going on, our dad is back with us. He came back. I, I don't know. We got we got about a minute left in the show. Our dad, um, I was just getting ready to wrap up, but I want you to go ahead and say what you were about to say. Man, I was ready to get to the wrap up, man. So another on a on a we're going to end it on a high note today, and I want to say shout out to the city of Philly. If you are out and about. Please get out and celebrate Meek Mill Weekend, which is this weekend. Uh, the city recognized Meek and honored him for his work as an activist uh, with uh, criminal justice reform and his obvious accomplishments as a musician. Uh, so go out, man, this weekend. Celebrate Meek, man. It is it is another victory uh, for the city, another victory for Meek in his Reformation of who he is as an individual, as an artist, as an activist. So I'm super excited that Philly actually honored him with the weekend, man. I love it. It's definitely exciting to see what he could, he has been able to accomplish in the past 20 years of his life, going from a young man to a to a to an older man, still young man. Um, but it's time for us to get out of here, man. We appreciate y'all for checking us out right here for this episode of Intelligent Ignorance. Catch us next week for more Intelligent Ignorance. Shout out to the Delaware Blue Demons. Shout out to uh, BlockSuite.com. Check that out, too. Look, we're going to get out of here. It's not about who you know. It's about who knows you. So get out there. Mark yourself. Meet somebody. It's a nice day in Philadelphia. So do something nice with somebody that day. All right? We out of here. Peace. Peace.